This is The Wrap, episode 20. The Wrap is a weekly show where we recap the highlights of the film world from the past week. Today is Friday, March 8, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. This week I'm doing something a little bit different. Normally this show is scripted, and I write out the script beforehand. This week I'm going extemporaneous uh, in an attempt to see if we can make the show a little more lively and hopefully even move towards a model of live broadcasting as we do with the Movie Byte podcast to let you tune in live as I'm recording it. So let's see how it goes. Uh, the first thing that happened this week was that uh, the third Hobbit film got pushed back to uh, December 17th, 2014. This was reported by Deadline. Warner Brothers has pushed the release date for The Hobbit there and back again to December 17, 2014, from its original date of July 18, 2014. Uh, it's the final film of Peter Jackson's trilogy adaptation of J.R.R. Tolkien's novel. Hobbit 3 now avoids going up against X-Men Days of Future Past, and so far is solo in the December 17th spot. This still seems a little bit ambitious to me, because uh, I know what it takes to make a film, and... Uh, yeah, these release dates for the Hobbit films are just a little bit crazy. But there you go. Push back to December 17th. Uh, Emma Watson is in talks for a live-action Cinderella reported by Hypable. I reported this on Monday on MovieByte.com. Actress Emma Watson is in very early talks to take on the role of Cinderella for Disney. Uh, did you need uh, <laughs> Disney to remake a live-action version of Cinderella? I, I didn't really need that, so... That's a little odd, but still, Emma's a good actress, and uh, Kate Blanchett's going to be in it as the evil stepmother, so we'll see what happens. All right, so Jack the Giant Slayer had a dismal opening weekend. I also reported this on Monday and linked to an article from Entertainment Weekly uh, where they earned only $28 million opening up on 3,525 screens. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer to me because I liked the film. Uh, even Joe, who was not looking forward to the film, liked it uh, better than that. So the opening weekend is a bit of a disappointment, uh, but it's not doing well. Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan, has reported to take on Justice League, and Christian Bale is reported to return as the Dark Knight uh, as Batman. So this is a little bit of new news for us. Uh, Nolan had said he was done with Batman. Uh, Christian Bale really wasn't interested in playing Batman again, as far as we knew. But the playlist on IndieWire.com reports, in an interview he did last year, including our interview with him from December, Christopher Nolan maintained that his take on Bruce Wayne and Batman was over with The Dark Knight Rises. Now, however, Latino Review is reporting that Warner Brothers, after possibly scrapping Will Beale's draft is in talks to get the secretive director on board for the future of their superhero slate with a little help from his friends. He said, well, I'm producing Superman now and I'm enjoying my time off and taking a break. This is what Nolan said last year when, he, when we asked him if he was done with superheroes for good. However, if these reports are to be believed, it seems the studio has spent the past few months wooing Nolan into taking on the name, the same Godfather role that Joss Whedon has taken on at Marvel in an effort to merge his highly successful Dark Knight films with the rest of the DC universe. Uh, for now, it's still just rumor. I still have a hard time believing that Nolan is going to do it. Uh, but at the same time, as I mentioned in my article when I posted it, uh, Nolan didn't kill Bruce at the end like we suspected he would, and that kind of left the door open. But I still think probably not. It's still just a rumor. All right, on Tuesday, I posted an article, DreamWorks uh, is uh, talking about doing Robin Hood. 
uh, as New Line today opens Jack the Giant Slayer and Disney readies next week Oz the Great and Powerful. Hollywood's infatuation with revisionist fairy tales shows no signs of abating. DreamWorks jumped into the fray last night by closing a mid-six-figure against seven-figure deal with for Merry Men. Uh, my favorite version of Robin Hood is still the 1938 version starring Errol Flynn, so I don't know that I have any hope for a DreamWorks version of Robin Hood. Uh, on Wednesday, Tomb Raider reboot uh, with younger Laura, uh, Lara Croft. Variety reports, if it worked for Batman and James Bond, why not Lara Croft? Well, let's see. I'm going to go with not as interesting. <laughs> uh, and as I said in my piece, because apparently we ran out of original content and ideas, so everything's a reboot now. Uh, I'm not interested in this at all. I enjoyed the originals for what they were, but mm, not interested in this at all. We got a new trailer for Iron Man 3 on Wednesday. I also saw it in the theater last night when I went to see Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, I'm excited for Iron Man 3. I, I can't wait to see what what's going on in, in Joss Whedon's Marvel Universe. Uh, and I certainly hope it's better than Iron Man 2 was. Um, and there's some things, some interesting things going on in this trailer that lead me to believe a, a particular thing is going to happen that I'm not going to like about the film, but I'm not going to like it, and I'm going to like it because it'll, it'll be good story. But I'm not, I, I don't know, I can't say for sure. We'll see what happens. Check it out in the show notes, the newest trailer for Iron Man 3. Uh, on Thursday, I posted a lengthless piece about why Raimi didn't do Spider-Man 4. And really, my my biggest beef is that the new series of Spider-Man, or at least the first film with Mark uh, by Mark Webb, uh, just didn't cut muster as far as I'm concerned, and wasn't nearly as good as any of Raimi's installments. I know people will debate me on Spider-Man three. I didn't hate Spider-Man three. Spider-Man one and two were certainly better, but I didn't hate Spider-Man three. All right. Uh, also on Thursday. A, uh, a soundtrack from uh, the upcoming film Oblivion uh, by apparently a band called M83 headed by Anthony Gonzalez. I've never heard of them or Anthony before, but uh, M83 is doing the soundtrack. And in this this particular uh, release from the soundtrack sounds really awesome. I recommend that you give it a listen, and I'm really looking forward to Oblivion, and especially now – you know, it even has a very much of a kind of a Tron feel to the music. Not not quite Tron, but it has that kind of feel. And it's not 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 surprising since uh, Anthony is uh, collaborating with Tron Uprising composer uh, Joseph Trap Trapanese Trapanese. I think I'm saying that right. So give that a listen. It's it's good stuff. All right, uh, Thursday we released episode 34 of the Movie Byte podcast, which we titled "Darth Vader Meets Barack Obama." Uh, we talk about all kinds of things, including uh, Superman CGI cape and the upcoming Man of Steel, uh, Audrey Hepburn, the commercial where she was an animated CGI character, and our thoughts of the state of the industry in general, uh, Game of Thrones director shrugging off piracy, and of course, Jack the Giant Slayer was our main topic. I liked it more than Joe, but Joe liked it as well. Give that a listen. It's a good episode. All right, Joe released his uh, article called Star-Studded Ratings by the Numbers, in which he talks about uh, his philosophy for rating films and giving them star ratings when he does so on MovieByte.com. And it really kind of mirrors my own feeling about 
uh, star ratings as well. And I recommend you give that article a read. Uh, I disagree with very little that he wrote here. And it is, and it is in general how I rate films as well, and I recommend it. Um, and, and it's good too if you rate films at all, or if you want to have your own star rating system, or if you want to write and have a star rating system. I think this is a good starting place. Uh, a little bit, uh, it's not too long. I mean, but by today's attention spans, it may be hard to to read, but it's worth reading. Give it, give it a read. All right, today, Anthony Pascale over at TrekMovie.com had a super spoilery scoop for Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, boy, it, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. He, he found an article that uh, he translated from the original language into English. Apparently, there was an early screener. And so, uh, yeah, you'll, it's, 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 you don't know whether you want to check this out or not. I kind of wish I hadn't read it, but I'm here to serve you my movie by audience, so I read it. Uh, and there's some definitely some spoilers. Read my piece if you want to hear some spoilery talk about how I feel about a particular aspect of the spoilers for Star Trek Into Darkness. All right, now let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. Uh, new this weekend is Oz the Great and Powerful. I saw it last night, and I I really liked it. I, I It wasn't Quite as good to me as Jack the Giant Slayer, but I did like it. Uh, I will hopefully be reviewing it soon and uh, Jack the Giant Slayer, which I also haven't gotten around to writing my review yet. Been a very busy week, but I recommend that you see it. I gave it. I would give it about three and a half stars. Uh, so be sure to see that this weekend if you want to go to the cinema. It's a good one. Uh, it's rated PG. Dead Man Down is also new this weekend. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I'm interested in this film. Uh, it's rated R. Kind of a revenge tale. Stars Colin Farrell and Numi Rapace. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But, uh, you know, not not really interested. Don't think I recommend it. And Emperor. This is irritating to me because it's in limited release and I really want to see it. I recommend, I think, without having seen it, I think I'll recommend seeing it if it's playing in your area. Not playing in the Nashville area. Very irritating. Starring Matthew Fox and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh a gripping tale of love and honor forged between fierce enemies of war. Emperor tells a story inspired by true events of the bold and secret moves that won the peace in the shadows of the post-war Japan. All right. Uh, and so other films still playing this weekend are Jack the Giant Slayer, 21 and Over, Identity Thief, Snitch, Safe Haven, Silver Linings Playbook, A Good Day to Die Hard, Dark Skies, Warm Bodies, and Side Effects. To get the full details on how I feel about these films and the quick snippets, check out my article, What to See, on the weekend of March 8th, 2013 at MovieByte.com. And that's pretty much it for this week. You can find the links for all this stuff in the show notes at MovieByte.com slash TheWrap slash 20. If you want to keep up with us and the movie news and reviews throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Twitter at MovieByte is our username on Twitter. Or keep up with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MovieByte. And be sure to visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at moviebite.com. Thank you for joining me. We'll be here again next week to bring you a lot more movie goodness.